Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Welcome to all of our Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners. Special episode with one of our guests from our Best Year Ever Blueprint event from just a few weeks ago, Mr. John Israel. And John, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to hint at what happened at the event. But then you're going to hear firsthand from John about this mission that he's been on. But I will say this. John pulled something off at the event that I think for many people there was a high point moment. And this was and I'm biased, but coming from the words of the attendees, these were three days that were incredible, that were powerful, filled with moments, filled with wisdom, filled with connection amongst each other, filled with a sense of purpose, filled with real authentic joy and positivity. And John, you brought to that whole thing a moment that many people will be talking about for a really long time. So I just want to give people a teaser so they understand how excited I am for this conversation. So Johnny, great to have you here today, buddy. This is awesome. Excited to be here. You know, uh, I mentioned this at Best Year Ever, but I want to call attention to this again. And Sophie, by the way, is acknowledging you're an inspiration. Natalie says hi. Alex says hi. So you got a lot of fans. I can't even get this interview done because we have to acknowledge all these shout outs you're getting. But John, <laughs> uh, you and I knew each other probably 20 years ago or whenever it was selling Cutco, 17, 18 years ago, I had a coaching business. You were one of my very first coaching clients. So you probably got some of the worst coaching I've ever given. And then, uh, and here, yeah. And here we are 10 years after that. And, uh, you've become somebody who, as I said at the event a few weeks ago, I admire in who you are and how you show up, how you live as a family man first and you're a successful entrepreneur, but I noticed that you're very clear on your family and how you show up in life is so important to you. So thanks for being you, buddy. And I just want to start by asking you to tell us, where did this Mr. Thank You project start? Where did this all start? Yes. So uh, many of the the listeners uh, or watchers or however you're seeing this uh, have probably heard of uh, Simon Sinek, uh, the founder of the Start With Why uh, organization. He has a TED talk called Start With Why. And ultimately what he was saying was, you know, people do not buy what you do. They buy why you're doing it. Now, at the time, uh, I was one of the top distributors for Cutco closing gifts uh, in the country. Um, so basically, you know, I'm a gratitude salesman. So I would help people express love and gratitude in, in memorable ways with people they care about. So I thought about this, this statement of people don't buy what you do, they buy why you're doing it. I thought about well, what, what is that for me? What is my why? What is my purpose? And when I thought about being beyond just selling things, like what is the impact I want to have on the world? So I thought, you know, really what I'm about is increasing gratitude. So I thought, you know, so we came up with the tagline that who I'm committed to being and who our what our business is about is elevating the level of gratitude on the planet. And that was great. And we ran with that for a while. And uh, I, I happened to see our friend John Vroman speak at a conference. And he shared with me this story that really kind of changed the whole perspective on how I treated my business. Um, and it was the story of the guy who wanted to change the world. 
And how it goes is there's this man who wanted to, he wanted to change the world. So he went out and he tried to do it and he spent years and years and, and ultimately he found the world was too big. He couldn't do it. So then he said, maybe I'll work on my country. I can try and change my country. And he tried to do that and still found that was too difficult. So then he worked on his city and then found out yet his still, his city was still too big. And then the one thing he thought it was his family, you know, that's who I talk to every day. I can influence and change my family. And then as many of us learn, you can't exactly change, change your family. They are who they are. And then on his deathbed, he realized that he only had one thing he could change, which is himself. In effect, in changing himself, he could change his family, who could ultimately change their city and the country and the world. And so I heard that story and I thought I took it very literally as if I say I'm committed to this big outer, external outer goal of elevating the level of gratitude on the planet, how am I elevating my own level of gratitude? And you, you know, you, if you meet a lot of people who know John Israel and you say, hey, what do you know about John? You know, they might say some great stuff, but I don't think that the word gratitude or grateful would be one of the descriptives. So I thought that that's inconsistent. So I, I, w- I thought about what's something I could do every day to elevate my level of gratitude. And I'm always about habits, keystone habits, habits that you have that influence other habits in your life. And so I thought, you know, when I've been the most grateful is when I was writing thank you cards, when I was acknowledging and appreciating people for the impact they've had on me and, and, uh, and the world. So I said, well, let's do that. Let's make, let's make thank you cards. The thing that's how I'm going to affect myself and have an outward effect. We don't really have the, the big vision with it of, of, of how it was going to play out long-term that kind of came with time. Um, but it was really just focusing on affecting my own level of gratitude. And, uh, so I, I decided to write five thank you cards a day, every day for an entire year and to see where it took us. And it's been an extraordinary journey. So that journey of five thank you cards a day for an entire year, when did that start? What was the date, the first day, what year, what day? Yeah, it was October 10th, uh, 2016. Okay. So you just finished that first year a couple months ago. Yep. Yeah. So we just finished in October, the full 365 days. All right. So I want to hear about the story of writing these cards and what's unfolded from that, because it's pretty incredible. Before I ask about that, I want to ask you another question, John, that I did not ask you at the Best You Ever event, which is, where did this value of gratitude for you, where did that come from? Was there something in your upbringing? Was there a life experience? Because I didn't ask that a few weeks ago. And when you just shared just now that that was something you really valued, but realized you weren't living in alignment with that value, not at the way that you wanted to... I just want to go back to why is that important to you? Where did that come from? Yeah, I can, I can tell you exactly the, the moment where I, where I was sitting when it, came, when it became very real. It was about 12 years ago. I was, uh, um, it was actually right after we had finished our first year of coaching together and I had broken a, a sales record that I was really excited about. And I finished that year. And I, as some people say, uh, success uh, without fulfillment is failure. And with that, I had succeeded at a high level performance wise, but internally, I really just had not. So I was, I did a, a lot of personal growth at the time. And I started taking um, courses with an organization called Landmark Education. And Landmark was, is pretty, they're pretty hardcore in respect to personal development. And I, I had a lot of transformation. And one of the things that they're really good at is to have people look at their lives and, you know, how it's working and, to be responsible for making your life work. And so there's a lot of instances in my past where I had been, there was resentment and anger and just frustration. 
And so instead of blaming, I took responsibility for those experiences. And instead of them being very painful, I started to appreciate the value that came from them, the lessons that showed up and all the people that were a part of those times. And so when I started going through that work, I remember distinctly just thinking about all the, all the teachers I had at the time that I didn't realize were teachers in my life because mm. I wasn't aware and present in the moment to get the lesson. But it was in that moment that I realized, wow, so many people had my back at an early age that I'd never acknowledged and appreciated. So I took a day and I literally, I sent email after email and I called people and I just told them how much I loved them and appreciated them. And I, I thanked them for all the effort and work they put into me, even if I didn't appreciate it at the time. And it, it, John, I remember I, I felt like, like I was just floating on a cloud of this, this amazing positive energy just exuding from me. If, like when I thought about thanking the people and then as soon as I expressed it, and that's what I think is a very big distinction for people around gratitude, that it not just be a thing that you write in a journal and think about once in a while, but as soon as it lives as an expression, it lives totally differently. And so I, I remember at the end of that day, having sent all this love and gratitude and appreciation and telling people and then hearing back from them, the affirmation of like, wow, thank you for acknowledging me for that. It just felt right. And it felt complete. It felt like there was nothing else that needed to be said. And I just remember feeling, telling myself, if I could feel like this every day of my life, I could die happy. Mm. And there was, it was like a moment where I made a decision to find a pathway to feeling grateful every day. I didn't know what that was at the time because I thanked everyone I needed to thank. So it, I just, <laughs> yeah. and I moved on with my life and I kind of forgot about it for a decade. And then as soon as it came to this idea of, of bringing gratitude back, mm -hmm. it was very clear that this is such a high value. I remember that, that moment and I thought, wow, this could be that thing that I do that gets me back into that state every single day. And I also remember telling myself, not only do I want to experience this, I want other people in the world to experience this. And that's really what kind of has evolved into the Mr. Thank You Project as it is today. Hmm. Wow. You know, for me personally, what I love about what you just shared, this distinction between thinking about a person as an example that I'm grateful for, I can't tell you how many times I have found myself thinking about how deeply grateful I am for somebody. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I can't wait until I call them or write them a note. And of course, the thought then fades away as quickly as it faded in and I don't follow through. So I love this distinction about how important it is to express the gratitude towards others and the difference between that and just thinking about it. So, well, thanks for sharing that. So 10 years goes by, you had this realization and you decide, I'm going to write five thank you cards per day for 365 days starting October 10th, 2016. So what was the very first thank you card that you wrote? <laughs> it was to uh, a girl at a Starbucks. Uh, she was my barista. I, I walked in at six o'clock in the morning. So I was like, okay, this is how it begins today. And she was there bright and early smiling and taking my drink order, but I'm sure she'd rather be sleeping. Um, and so I, I was like, she's, that's her, she's going to be the first one. So I wrote her a thank you card and, and, and I just, you know, acknowledged her for, you know, waking up early and, and 
who she is, is not just a barista, but somebody who, you know, does the most important thing for people in the beginning of the day. And her positivity really is an additive to that experience. So thank you for waking up early. And then I also put a little note at the very end of PS that said, by the way, I'm totally married with three children or two children. So make sure you understand this is just an appreciation, nothing beyond <laughs> that. Because <laughs> she was like 21 and I'm like, okay, this could, you know, who knows if she sees me next time, put some hearts on my cup or something. I don't know. Figure we should create some boundaries. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. Thanks for clarifying that too, because I could see some of us going out writing these notes and like, you know, creating unintended consequences. So tell me when you started this, did you have a framework or like a loosely guided approach to who am I going to thank? How did you kind of open yourself up to like in this case? Okay, great. It was the Starbucks barista. How did you continue to think about who you were going to express gratitude towards? It's a great question. So, and this is a distinction. I want to, I want to give some credit to my mom about this because she, my mother's an artist and she, I was complaining about something with school and how hard it was and all the things I had going on. And she said, you know, as an artist, you never complain about the canvas. You just learn to work with the canvas you have and create what you can with what you have. Mm. And the reason I say that is because when it comes to writing five thank you cards a day, it's like I had an idea, like what, what I did in the beginning and for anyone who wants to do something like this is you make a huge list. You just go through your cell phone, your Facebook, your old emails, and you just start listing people out and, and you'll have a running list of 100, 200, 300. I think I got a list of about 350 people that I needed to thank that I knew that I was like, yeah, for sure. And that list kept growing. And then I also left it up to some just whatever happens today. You know, and that was a, a great lesson was become a good finder. And mm-hmm. what is the beauty today or what is in the, the beauty and the actions of others? And how can I acknowledge and appreciate that? You know, one of the things they say is that what you appreciate appreciates. What you notice continues to show up over and over. So if you see someone doing good with good behavior and you acknowledge it, it's going to happen again and again. And it really creates an interesting ripple when you do it with people that you have no likelihood you'll see them again but it just might affect how they treat the next customer or the next individual because he just chose to acknowledge and appreciate them. So there was, I definitely had some specific people I wanted to thank and I started to do that, but I also left room for, if I see somebody that does something, I'm like, I'm going to appreciate that person. And then that's, and then I would just do five. And I I did do six and seven and eight a couple of times, but I kept it around uh, five every time, never less than five. There was consequences to not hitting five. So I made sure to do that. Wow. John, as soon as you say that, you know, you're starting to look for the good, I can only wonder, did it? And if it did, how did that change just life for you or your way of seeing the world or experiencing the world? Did it? The idea of, okay, I'm looking for the good. Did that change any part of you at all that you can reflect on? Yeah, there's two things. One is it, it just became exciting. Like it became fun because it was this game of like, who's it going to be today? Because often they're not expecting it. Most people, and that's one of the things with, with gratitude and a great, uh, a great definition of gratitude is the emotion and experience that you have when you receive a gift or when you perceive something as a gift. So it's kind of an interesting training for your brain to look for the gifts in your life and sometimes the gift is really just someone choosing to have a positive attitude or someone choosing to give you good service or someone choosing to show up and be great when they don't have to. And that, that was really transformational as an experience, um, but also as, as an awareness tool. Because when you commit to... when I <laughs> Committing to writing five thank you cards a day is not easy. Like I don't want people thinking like, oh, that must have felt nice all the time. 
it did not. It was hard. I'm still married with children and a life and responsibilities and, and a mortgage. And I had, I had stuff to get done. Yet I always, I needed to write five thank you cards every day. So there was this dealing with the emotions. So I think one thing I would say is becoming hyper aware of my emotional state every day. Hmm. And understanding that with emotions, I liken it to a snow globe where if you have something very, like with a lot of charge to it, like someone says something and you get really upset by it, or you see someone that you have an incomplete relationship with, you just, someone says their name and you instantly get upset. Like, it's like a snow globe, you shake it up and there's all the things floating around. And just, just by allowing it to, to settle, you can see clearly. And that's, that's how I think about emotions. And so with, with gratitude, it really just became my filter of how I had to live my life. If I want to thank somebody, I have to deal with whatever I'm feeling right now in order to allow myself to see the gifts and to see the good that people have. And that's not easy. So there was a lot of things that I had to do. I, I shared a story at, at Best Year Ever of, you know, I came home one day, a really tough day out in the field. And I, I opened the door and it woke up the dog, which barked, which woke up one of our almost asleep children. Or, and then they started crying. And then that woke up the other child who my wife had just gotten asleep. And now my wife, we have a barking dog, two screaming children. And then my wife just staring at me like she wants to kill me. And... And then I have to go walk up to my office and write thank you cards. You know, it's this absurd idea. So now I'm in this state where I just feel like I ruined everything that was good in, in my family. And, and now I've got to say thank you to people. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, John. So the, thing, the only thing I knew to do was just be the snow globe and just lie on the ground and allow the emotions to be. Mm, yeah. And just kind of think through like, okay, what happened? What does it mean? Does it really mean that? Does it mean my wife doesn't love me? Does it mean that I'm the worst dad in the world. You know, it doesn't really mean that. And then I just took some time with the journal. It took a total of about 10 minutes to do, to go, to just allow that emotion to pass. And then I just, I knew who I wanted to thank for the day and I wrote the cards and they came out super easy. And then I came outside and apologized to my wife and we had a great evening. Yeah. So wow. that, that was a real gift in just being responsible to have to be grateful every day. You have to deal with what's in the way of it. And that was a really, really powerful experience all year long. What a great lesson. Thank you for sharing that. John, did you ever get any interesting responses back from your thank you cards or reactions that were surprising or memorable or noteworthy? Yeah. So one of the, the and this is really early in the experience, which gave a lot of feel to it, but I was uh, boarding a plane to the front row dad's retreat in Philadelphia. And I was uh, getting on the plane and I'm, I, uh, you know, I pray when I travel for safe for a safe flight. And uh, to date, I've always had a safe flight. So I always realize there's one person who's really in charge of that, which is the pilots, you know, how they're the ones who make this happen. So I realized, you know, I never get to thank the pilots. So I'm going to, that's my people today. So I had two legs of a flight, two pilots, each flight. So four people to thank right there. So I brought my cards and, and I thought about, you know, who do I want, what I want to say about them. And so I just wrote, I wrote out, you know, what I wanted to thank them for if they're standing in front of me. And that's an interesting thing with acknowledgement and appreciation mm-hmm. is the, the root word of appreciate is appreciato, which means to appraise. And when you appraise something, so if, you, if someone's in real estate and you have a home and you want to sell the home, you want to get the appraised value. So they look at every component 
of the home to understand its true value. They want to look at all the cracks, all the imperfections, all the beauty, all the great things. They don't just take one thing. They, they look at all of it. So what I would write, so to appreciate someone, it's sitting and thinking about what do I appreciate and love about this person? What is not easy in their life that they deal with every day? And what is something great that they do? So I, that's what I wrote down. And I wrote down all the things of, you know, whether you don't become a pilot by accident, you, you want to do that as a kid, you know, or, or, or as you're growing up. So I acknowledge that like, you, this is probably something you've been wanting to do for years and you went through hours and hours of training and you have to, and all, all to be on a plane to have people who are upset that they're late because of some malfunction that has nothing to do with you. And I know when I fly, I'm missing my family and this is what you do for a living. So you probably miss a lot of family events and experiences. And I just want to say thank you on behalf of everybody on this plane for everything that you do, because whether you hear it enough or not, we value who you are. And so I just wrote something like that for each of the pilots and, and I hand it to them as I leave. And this particular stationery I had given, written them on was my business stationery. So I had my contact information. And within 24 hours, three out of the four pilots emailed me to thank me for the cards that they received. And one of them said, John, in my 12 years of flying, I have never received a thank you card from a passenger. Hmm. And you know what? Everything you said was true. We miss a lot of things with the family. And I appreciate you taking the time to acknowledge that. We love what we do. And we're grateful to have you as a customer. And it was it was really interesting because it was like this connection that got to happen with, with me and this, this human being I don't know. And, and it was just... It was so... It was really cool to experience, but I also thought he, th- there's not enough of it. Like I saw there's a true value that this is a missing, like this could make a big difference for people hmm. in their jobs if they were acknowledged and appreciated for all that they do. And so that really gave me a lot of, that was on day three. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> I got this. I've got to keep going. And that's kind of what gave me a lot of fuel for the future. That's a beautiful story, John. Thanks for sharing that. You have another story. You probably have many like this. But you shared one recently about where you involved others on the plane in thanking the pilot. Tell us about that because this is great. Yeah. So my goal one day is to maybe be sponsored by Southwest Airlines. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So I, I, I basically I, I travel a lot. So this became a habit to write thank you cards for everybody. But like anything that you do a lot of, it starts to get a little dull and you want to find ways to spice it up and make it interesting. And I had just spent a couple of days hanging out with our good friend, Jeff Kaler. And for people who don't know who Jeff Kaler is, he's a, he's a motivational musician, uh, magician. So he does magic and, and shares with people stories about how to make magic moments. And I just heard him talk about something called conspiracy theory, which is when you get people to get like, when people know about something that somebody doesn't know, it creates this really fun tension in the experience. And it really heightens the, the ultimate culmination of it. So I was thinking about, man, this is so neat that I get to participate in appreciating these pilots. But what, what about everyone else? No one else gets to do this. So uh, I had the supplies and I was like, I'm going to pull, I'm going to see if we can, we can make this happen. So I got the names of all the uh, flight attendants and the pilots. And I wrote a much smaller thank you card, just a couple of sentences for me. And then what I did was I put them inside of a folder and I wrote a note on the front uh, and it says, uh, to whoever receives this, you are invited to play in the Mr. Thank You Project, where we send love, gratitude, and appreciation to people who are under uh, who are undervalued in their work. So inside of this envelope, 
or this folder is our five thank you cards for the flight attendants and the pilots. And we'd like to invite you to write a note of appreciation or simply sign it. If you don't want to participate, just hand it on to the person next to you. But when you're done, make sure this is handed to the woman in the red dress in seat 23G. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're the last person on the plane. And that was actually the person who was sitting next to me, by the way. And she didn't know I put that. Uh, but I did that because if anyone was going to send extra like love and gratitude and appreciation, they'd look at her and not me. And it's kind of a fun way to separate myself from the experience. So I, I walk up to the front of the plane. I have no idea how this is going to go, John. So I'm totally sweating. I'm just like, you know, I, I'm excited and nervous. So I walk up and these these old women and they're sitting in the front, the handicap section. And I hand them... I'm trying to tell them as loud as possible over the sound of the engines, but it's quiet as possible. So the flight attendant doesn't hear me and wonder why I'm talking to passengers in the front of the plane. So I explain like, Hey, we want to thank the, the pilots on the plane. Like there's cards in here. And I'm just like trying to point to it and like mouth out what I wanted them to do. And they're like, that sounds great. So they took the envelope and, and then I walked back to my seat. And as soon as I sit down, I have instant regret. I'm like, what the hell? did I just do? I just asked a bunch of strangers who don't know each other, don't know me to say thank you to another complete stranger. This is weird. This is not normal. Someone's going to be upset. Someone's going to tell TSA, I'm going to never going to be able to fly again. Uh, my career is over. Like I just went down the rabbit hole of every positive, possible negative thing. And 30 minutes go by, John, and I don't see anything. I'm in the middle of the plane. I don't see anything being passed around and I'm just getting more and more nervous. But then out of nowhere, I see the envelope or, or the folder pass over somebody's head. And I was like, okay, it's in motion. It's in motion. And then another 30 minutes go by. This is a long flight. So this is from Philadelphia to Las Vegas. It's about a five-hour flight. And then 30 minutes later, it gets to me and I open this envelope or this, uh, uh, this packet. And inside there are all the cards are like almost completely full of all nice. this love and appreciation. And I was like, oh my God, this is epic. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> So, but I realized that they're going to run out of room because we're only halfway through the plane. So I add some sticky notes, I throw them in there and I just say, if you run out of room, fill these out. Nice. So I let it go by and it continues to go and go. And about an hour goes by and I, I decided to go to the restroom and kind of see where it's at. And it's in the second to last row. So I'm like, oh my gosh, we're almost done. And there's about 30 minutes left in the flight. So I was like, perfect timing. We're going to get it back and we're going to hit, hand them out. It's going to be amazing. So then... Go to the restroom, sit back down. And then the pilot says, all right, guys, we're cleared for landing. Everyone take your seats. So I didn't get the cards. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just wait until we land. And so we land. And everyone starts to stand up. And I'm standing in my seat, letting people go by. And I just got this huge grin on my face. and just like waiting, waiting for this envelope to come back. And I'm waiting and waiting. And people start leaving. And more people leave. And then it gets to the last row. And then everyone's gone. And I don't have an envelope with all my thank you cards in it. And I'm like, what the hell happened to my thank you cards? So I go to the back of the plane. And this is actually a plane that was also continuing on to another location. So there's some people were still on the plane. And they, there was an older man, gentleman in the back row. So I said, hey, um, did you see an, a brown envelope? And it had some thank you cards inside of it. Did that come come to you? And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, gave that to the flight attendant. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> So I was bummed because I didn't get to surprise him, but I was like, all right, well, at least I got to him. So then I go over to the flight attendant and I say, hey, uh, did you get the, do you have the brown envelope? And he was like, what are you talking about? I said, yeah, there's a brown envelope. A gentleman in the last row handed it to you. And he's like, oh, um, 
yeah, I, I was picking up trash. And so he handed me something and I threw it away. I was like, uh-huh. are you serious? I was like, man, that had hand signed thank you cards from everybody on this plane. We have to find it. And he's like, are you serious? And he had just opened the, the back door because they had come and picked up the trash from the plane. He runs down the stairs and tell, like, yells at the trash guy. And he stops his cart. They pull bags off the trash truck. They're ripping them open, trying to find this envelope. And after multiple bags, he pulls out my brown envelope, soaking wet because it had been dumped with everyone's drinks and everything. And he just like walks up the stairs back to me, holding this like little coffin of gratitude. And I was just like, oh, no. But then I open them up and all the cards are in perfect condition. And in fact, they're even better because every centimeter is filled with some note of appreciation, gratitude for these pilots. And there are dozens of post-it notes And I now need to get the hell off this plane. So I'm jamming them in envelopes, handing them to the flight attendants like, this is for you. And like run off the plane. And clearly I was trying to be incognito with this whole project. But obviously people realized, you know, who who the guy was who started this. And what was interesting, because the first experience was really what it did for the people who received the cards. What was really transformational about this one for me was as I was leaving, people started to realize they're like, hey, was that you? Are you the guy who started that Mr. Thank You thing? And I was like, I was like, yeah. And they, they said, I remember one gentleman, he's like, that was so cool. I've never been a part of something like that. And I want to say, I want to thank you for that because my son was with me and he got to participate in that. And he got to learn something really valuable today because of that. So like, thank you for letting us be a part of that experience. And then I got off the plane and it was this multiplying experience for me but also just getting to see what everyone, the, the, the multiplying power it has in other people when they get to participate. So we, we yeah. call this the communal gratitude experience. I'm trying to find a cooler name, but that's what I have so far. My friend was like, you got to call it like a, like a gratibomb, man, because it's like this explosion of gratitude. I'm like, dude, I am not going to say, hey, would you like to sign the gratibomb we're passing around the plane? <laughs> so that, uh, that did not that name did not win. So we're still working on it, but communal gratitude experiences have been pretty extraordinary. And that's where I see there's a lot of compounding power with communities and businesses and organizations to bring this inside of what they do. Wow. And so now that you've shared that story, John, which is just awesome, you know, I can share with everybody that you helped to pull that off at the best year ever event two weeks ago. And, you know, for most of our listeners, they're well aware, there might be a few that are not aware that Hal who started this podcast. So he started the podcast years ago, but one year ago, he was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer. He's been battling it. And he was not able to be at our Best You Ever Blueprint event last year, which is our big flagship event. People come in from around the world. And it was, so for him to be able to be back there this year was very special. His whole family was there, his mom, his dad, his wife, his children. And so John, you pulled off an epic communal gratitude experience by having all of us fill out cards and there were even a few folks who stood up. This was all a surprise and read these cards to the Elrod family while they were all in the room. And that was a transformational moment. I'm personally excited to see more and more of these communal gratitude experiences happen. You and I were just talking about how, I mean, just think about if I lead a team, it doesn't matter if I have a team of five people or 500, this kind of communal gratitude experience is the kind of thing 
that can make a huge difference in the culture of any type of community. And I think that's awesome, man. I think that's awesome. I want you to share, John, there's, um, there's one more story I'd love for you to share. We didn't share this a couple weeks ago. You touched on it for a moment just before we pushed record here. Could you share the story about two folks that you wrote cards to that I don't think got your card? Yeah, so it, it was about midway through the Mr. Thank You project and every day it resets at zero. So there's always someone to thank and appreciate. And with that list, uh, you know, I had a few people. One was a, a mentor that uh, knew me and one was a mentor that didn't know me. And he was the, an author of a book that uh, I really appreciated. His name is Dan Pointer. And the other individual... Uh, was a very close friend's dad. And so I wrote them their thank you cards. And in the same week within, I think about one day of each other, before I sent their cards out, I actually, I found out that they had passed away. Wow. And it, I, I remember the moment when my dad, my friend uh, called me to, to share with me that his, his dad passed away and, and I had no idea his dad was sick and, and he had actually been, uh, he had about six months runway and I didn't know anything about it. And, um, actually the, the challenging part was, um, I had actually had his card for about a month and a half, John, and I, I didn't give it to my friend's dad because that friend and I actually had a falling out. We, we had basically stopped talking. Hmm. And so I was really nervous to reach out and say, Hey, can I get your dad's address? Just cause how things finished off with our friendship. And so I never sent it. And in that experience, because of that, I also never got to thank his dad for the impact he had on my life. And I never forgot that because what I saw there was how, how that happens every single day of, in, in this world. That there are people who pass away that have a laundry list of those that love and care and appreciate them that they, they'll, they won't know for whatever reason. And really that reason is because it's on us to live in that expression. And there's a lot of vulnerability that's required to, to openly and honestly say thank you and to admit the, the value someone's had in your life it takes time. And some people, we get busy. And, and I just think that those are such crappy excuses when compared to the opportunity it is to love and appreciate someone who may not be here tomorrow. So that's kind of my encouragement that I would leave everyone who's listening is that if you... If there are some people that you feel need and deserve to hear from you what they've meant, then you should tell them. Hmm. Because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. But here's an interesting question. What if everybody in your life knew where they stood with you? What if everyone in your life knew the value they had to you? How might that change your relationships and your experience of life? And I can tell you that, you know, I'm not a perfect individual and clearly I missed the basket a lot because I you know, took a lot of shots this last year. But I can tell you it's also a really cool experience when I see a lot of people who I've had the, I've, I've done that. I've had the time and by making it a commitment, it didn't get, it didn't go away. Like you talked about, John, it's not that thing that, oh, I know I should do that. For me, it was like, I know I should do that. And I have to do that anyways, because I'm going to write five thank you cards today. So by making it a commitment and not, and by the way, I'm not telling all the listeners that you need to write five thank you cards every single day, but you might start with something small, maybe commit to 30 maybe 30 days in a row, maybe make it a hundred day challenge and say, I'm going to write thank you one thank you card a day every day for a hundred days in a row. And just notice how it changes your life and changes your relationships, affects your community, transforms your business. And once you do that, it'll be a habit you will never want to let go of for the rest of your life. And that's really where we've kind of come to John with the, 
Mr. Thank You project is we want to make gratitude a habit in the world. Mm-hmm. That is what we're after. Wow. So John, thank you for that final story. And how can people join in on this mission? You've created probably the simplest possible pathway for people to join in this mission of spreading gratitude. Where can they go to learn about this? So if you go to uh, MrThankYou.com, pretty simple, MrThankYou.com, there's our, our website where we our mission, so the big mission is to elevate the level of gratitude on the planet by 1%. So that effectively is 74 million thank you cards written across the planet. And so all you do is you basically go to the website, you type in your name, your email, and how many cards you've sent out into the world. And uh, then it's going to populate the number up. I think it's a you know couple thousand right now. And that's how we're going to keep track of it. And you just keep going back there after you send out a card or a couple cards and, and we keep track of it on our end. And that's how you get to participate. And it's pretty amazing to see the ripple that this is creating because this isn't about just, you know, this isn't about making John Israel famous for this thing. This is just giving people a tool that just makes a difference. And we're very clear about that. That's, this isn't a maybe like, oh, this might be helpful. This is like life transforming can really affect you and your community in a big, big way. So we invite everyone to participate. It doesn't cost anything. Go there. Here's, here's what you got to do. Thank somebody mm-hmm. and then go to the website and let us know about it. That's it. Awesome. And that's MrThankYou.com. MrThankYou.com. Well, Johnny, I know this is the beginning. Well, it's already started, but where this is going to lead to is going to be beyond what I think any of us could hopefully imagine for. So I'm so uh, thrilled to see this mission that you're on and how you're spreading it for all of us to benefit, to be reminded, to spread gratitude with others in our lives. It's really awesome, buddy. Hey, thanks for being here today. Absolutely. All right. Hey, talk to you soon, Johnny. Take care. Adios. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast.